En el nombre de nuestro Salvador, el Señor de la cosecha, queridos hermanos y hermanas. Amén. In the name of our Savior, the Lord of the harvest, dear brothers and sisters. Amén. Jesús todavía está en el barco en el agua, todavía está enseñando a la gente usando parábolas. Uh, so Jesus is still in the boat on the water of the Sea of Galilee. He's still teaching the people using parables. Y él acaba de terminar de contar su parábola sobre el sembrador de que hablamos la semana pasada. And he's just finished telling the parable of the sower, what we talked about last week. Pero hoy hablamos de su próxima parábola de la mala hierba. But today we talk about his next parable, the parable of the weeds. Y vemos un mundo con mala hierba que no se resuelve hasta el fin. And we see a world that is filled with weeds that is not resolved until the end. Leo la parábola de la mala hierba. I read the parable of the, the weeds. Jesús les contó otra parábola. El reino de los cielos es como un hombre que sembró buena semilla en su campo. Pero mientras todos dormían, llegó su enemigo y sembró mala hierba entre el trigo y se fue. Cuando brotó el trigo y se formó la espiga, apareció también la mala hierba. Los siervos fueron al dueño y le, y le dijeron, Señor, ¿no sembró usted semilla buena en su campo? Entonces, ¿de dónde salió la mala hierba? Esto es obra de un enemigo, les respondió. Le preguntaron los siervos, ¿Quiere usted que vayamos a arrancarla? No, les contestó. No sea que al arrancar la mala hierba, arranquen con ella el trigo. Dejen que crezcan juntos hasta la cosecha. Entonces les diré a los seguidores, recojan primero la mala hierba y átenla en manojos para quemarla. Después recojan el trigo y guárdenlo en mi granero. In English, he presented another parable to them. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while people were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the plant sprouted and produced heads of grain, the weeds also appeared. The servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where did the weeds come from? He said to them, An enemy did this. Servants asked him, Do you want us to go and gather up the weeds? No, he answered, because when you gather up the weeds, you might pull up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, First gather up the weeds, bind them in bundles, and burn them. Then gather the wheat into my barn. Entonces otra vez la historia es bien clara para nosotros, and so... The story itself, the details and everything, it's, it's a clear story. It's clear what's happening. Es una historia de la jardinería. It's, it's like a, it's a gardening story. Y pregunto, ¿Quién de ustedes ha dedicado tiempo a tu jardín este verano? And I ask you, who of you have, have spent time in your garden this summer? Pues yo la he hecho. I've done it. Y quizás más que nunca específicamente este verano. And maybe more than ever I've spent time in my garden this summer. Pero un problema que siempre pasa para nosotros es esto, ¿no? A problem that always happens for us when we're gardening is this, right? La mala hierba siempre crece. Weeds always grow. Entonces, típicamente la solución es quitar todo. 
para que el jardín pueda parecer más como esto. And so, when weeds grow, one of the solutions uh, that we normally have is that you just pull all those weeds, you, you take them out, you get rid of them, so that your garden can appear just like this, so much better. It's also healthier for plants. It's más saludable para las plantas. Pero requiere mucho trabajo también, but this also requires a lot of work. Pero si lo haces, puedes tener un jardín que aparece perfecto, ¿no? Though it takes a lot of work, if you put the work in, you can have you can have a garden that looks like this. It looks perfect, right? Pero en la historia no era una solución adecuada para el dueño del jardín. But in the parable in the story, pulling the weeds wasn't a good wasn't an adequate solution for the owner of the garden. Porque él sabía que si arrancaran la mala hierba, él perdería su cosecha de trigo también. You see, because he knew that if, if they were to, to get rid of all the weeds, they would lose their harvest of wheat as well. Entonces ellos esperaron para la cosecha para separar y obtener su cosecha de trigo. And so they waited for the harvest so they could separate and obtain The harvest of wheat. Es bien clara la historia. Pero otra vez, ¿qué es el significado? ¿Y cómo podemos aplicarla en nuestras vidas? So the story is clear. But once again, like last week, what does it mean? And how can we apply these things to our lives? Entonces, escuchamos a Jesús para su explicación que les dijo a, a sus discípulos. And so, once again, we have Jesus' explanation that he says to his disciples. Uh, sigo leyendo, I, can, I keep reading. Una vez que se despidió de la multitud, entró en la, en la casa. Se le acercaron sus discípulos y le pidieron, explícanos la parábola de la mala hierba del campo. El que sembró la buena semilla es el hijo del hombre, les respondió Jesús. El campo es el mundo y la buena semilla representa a los hijos del reino. La mala hierba son los hijos del maligno. Y el enemigo que la siembra es el diablo. La cosecha es el fin del mundo. Y los segadores son los ángeles. Así como se recoge la mala hierba y se quema en el fuego, ocurrirá también al fin del mundo. El Hijo del Hombre enviará a sus ángeles y arrancarán de su reino a todos los que pecan y hacen pecar. Los arrojarán al horno encendido donde habrá llanto y rechinar de dientes. Entonces los justos brillarán en el reino de su Padre como el sol. El que tenga oídos, que oiga. So then in English here. Then Jesus sent the people away and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered them, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are angels. Therefore... Just as the weeds are gathered up and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will pull out of his kingdom 
everything that causes sin and those who continue to break the law. The angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let him hear. Entonces la parábola es una descripción de la realidad en que estamos ahora y la realidad que será el fin. So this parable is a, is a description of the reality that we are in right now, but also the reality that we will be in in the end. Ahora nuestra realidad aparece como esto. Right now, our reality seems like this. Full of weeds. No como esto. Not like this. This is not what it looks like. Aunque si todo va a cambiar en el fin, va a parecer como esto. Although it's all going to change in the end. It's going to seem like this. Eso es nuestra realidad ahora. El mundo, nuestra comunidad, nuestra iglesia, nuestras familias, nuestros ministerios personales, todos son desordenados y afectados profundamente por la presencia de la mala hierba, por la presencia de pecado, de pecadores. So, so this is what reality looks like right now. Although it's going to change in the end from what Jesus said in the parable, it also shows us that this is what it looks like right now. The world, our, our community, our church, our, our families, even our own personal ministries that we, we do, it's all messy. It's all affected in a, in a profoundly deep way, but not a good way, by the presence of sin and sinners by the presence of weeds. Y aunque es la verdad que el pecado también afecta a nosotros como individuos, que cada creyente tiene pecado en su vida y corazón, pues la parábola no enfoca en eso, entonces no vamos a hablar mucho en eso específicamente. And although it's true that sin also affects every single one of us as individuals, that every believer still is sinful and they still have sin in their hearts, in their life. That's not what the parable focuses on. And so we're not going to really talk about that today. Mas, pues la parábola habla de la triste realidad que como cristianos vivimos en un mundo que es llena de mala hierba. Rather, the parable talks about this sad reality that as Christians, we live in a world that is full of weeds. Y cuando el pecado en el mundo nos afecta tanto, cuando nos enfrentamos a las realidades que son horribles de la sociedad o en nuestra comunidad, o de otras personas que se llaman cristianos, pues vamos a ver que hay, hay dos tentaciones. Hay dos respuestas que nos tientan y ninguno es bueno. And when we consider the fact that our world is full of weeds, it's full of sin, it's full of evil. When we, when we have to confront these realities over and over and over again, these, when we face the horrifying truth 
that sin exists in our society and it's rampant. It's, it's in our community. It's in all sorts of other people, even people who call themselves Christians. Like I said, like you and me too, but we're not going to talk too much about that. When we are faced with the reality of sin that exists in this world, when it makes us so sad, there are really two temptations that can come up. There's really two responses that, that can tempt us. And neither one is good. El primer es dejar de confiar en el control y en la justicia de Dios. The first is to stop trusting in God's control or in his justice. La presencia del pecado en el mundo, la presencia del mal, no significa que Dios ha perdido su control. Su control. The presence of sin in this world, the presence of, of evil, does not mean that God has lost control of the world. La presencia de la mala hierba no significa que no hay justicia en el fin. The, the presence of, of weeds in this world doesn't mean that there is, no, there, there is no justice. Pero como pasó con el dueño según las apariencias, parece el opuesto. But as it happened with the owner, according to the appearances, according to the way things seemed, seemed like the opposite was happening. Que perdió el control, that he lost control. Entonces, la primera tentación es creer que las apariencias representan la realidad. And so the first temptation is to believe that the way things appear actually represent reality. Pero muchas veces hay otra respuesta que nos tienta más. But I think there's another response that we might have to the world of sin that tempts us even more. Cuando nos enfrentamos al pecado en el mundo, la tentación puede ser reaccionar exactamente como hacemos con nuestros propios jardines. Es de tratar de arrancar la mala hierba como sugirieron los siervos. When we face sin in this world, another temptation that can be very strong is to react exactly like we do with our own gardens in our own houses. It's start weeding. It, it's to pull those weeds up, to get rid of that, of that sin that exists, just like the servant suggested. Pero cuando los cristianos o también la iglesia trata de eliminar los pecados en otros, muchas veces lo que pasa es que enfoquen en cambiar la apariencia de pecados en otras, en otros. But what happens when Christians or even the church tries to eliminate the sins in other people? What often happens is that they focus in, on changing the appearance of sin in others. Y crean leyes, reglas, o consecuencias, o lo que sea para hacerlo. And, and they create laws and rules and, and consequences, whatever it is, to do it. Entonces, número uno, no es posible hacerlo. Y número dos, lo que pasa puede crear más daño que bien. What's our response to this? Number one, number one, it's not possible to even do that. But number two, 
what can happen, what can result by doing that can cause more harm than good. Hay riesgo de perder a otros en el proceso porque actuamos como hipócritas, no representamos el evangelio y actuamos como juez en vez de Dios. There's a risk of losing others in the process of trying to eliminate sin in the world, trying to eliminate all the appearance of sin, because in the process, what happens is we start acting like hypocrites. We stop representing ourselves with the gospel and instead we act as judge instead of God. Aunque no es parte de la parábola, sabemos que nuestra reacción al pecado en, en otros no debe ser tratar de eliminarlo, sino de testificar a la verdad para que podamos perdonarlos. Although this isn't really talked about in the parable itself, we know that our reaction to sin in others should not really be try to eliminate it, but rather to testify to the truth so that we can offer them forgiveness, so that we can forgive them. Pero una de las tentaciones fuertes que vienen cuando vemos tanto pecado, pecado que es tan horrible en otros, es tratar de eliminarlo. But one of the temptations that is so strong that can happen when we, when we see and are confronted by the sin that exists in the world, when it's just in our face and it's so horrible, one of the temptations can be just try to eliminate it totally. Pero no es posible. But that's not possible. Ni una de las dos respuestas es buena. Not a, not, e, e, neither of the responses is a good response. Pero gracias a Dios, a Jesús, en su parábola, nos muestra la respuesta correcta. But Jesus, thanks to him in his parable, he does actually show us a proper response. ¿Qué es la respuesta del dueño, del señor de la cosecha? What is the owner's response? The Lord of the harvest. What, is, what does he say to do? ¿Qué es lo que el señor permite? What does the Lord allow? Tiene paciencia. He has patience. Él no se preocupa mucho por las apariencias de su campo porque él sabe que en el fin va a tener su, su cosecha entera. He's not worried about how things look in the field right now because he knows that in the end he's going to have his entire harvest. Es la misma palabra del consuelo para nosotros también. Paciencia. This is the same word of comfort for us as well. It's, it's patience. Piensa en la paciencia que tiene Dios para aguantar nuestros pecados. Como los pecados de tantas vidas pecaminosas. Think about the patience that God had in putting up with our sins. The sins of so many lives. So many lives that are full of sin, so many sinful lives. Solo es posible por la gracia 
que tuvo nuestro Señor Jesús para llevar nuestros pecados en la cruz. It's only possible because of the grace that our Savior Jesus had in taking our sins upon him to the cross. ¿Qué significa para nosotros hoy que podemos tener paciencia? It means for us today that, that we can be patient. Sí, el mundo es lleno de mala hierba. Pero paciencia, Dios está en control y veremos su justicia en el fin. It's true, the world is full of weeds, but be patient, God is in control. We will see his justice in the end. Si estamos desanimados en este mundo, ofendidos por todo el pecado que existe, y solo queremos actuar, otra vez paciencia. En el fin Dios actuará y los justos por la fe nunca serán desanimados ni ofendidos por el pecado de nuevo. If we are discouraged in this world, offended by all the sin that exists, and we just want to act, once again, be patient. In the end, God will act and the just, according to their faith, They'll never be discouraged nor offended by sin again. Tenemos la promesa de Dios. Él va a tener su cosecha entera. We have God's promise. He is going to have his entire harvest. Eso es el consuelo de esta parábola, la parábola de la mala hierba. This is the comfort from this parable, the parable of the weeds. Amen. Oremos. We pray. Querido Padre Celestial, en tu parábola de la mala hierba, tú nos das un vislumbre de tu perspectiva eterna. Dear Heavenly Father, in your parable of the, of the weeds, you give us a glimpse of your eternal perspective. Ayúdanos ver al mundo y todo el pecado adentro con tus ojos, con un entendimiento que tu control y justicia es tan cierto como tu gracia, tu, como tu gracia y perdón que nos has dado en tu Hijo Jesús. Help us see the world and all the sin that is in it with your eyes, with an understanding that your control and justice is as certain as your grace and forgiveness that you have given us in your Son, Jesus. Que siempre vemos a cada aspecto de nuestras vidas de tu perspectiva eterna, para que creemos, creamos y vivamos, no según las apariencias, pero en la realidad que es la verdad. May we always see every aspect of our lives with your, from your eternal perspective so that we may believe and we may live not according to appearances, the way things look, but according to the reality that is the truth. Amen. Gracias a todos ustedes por acompañarnos uh, mirando este uh, sermón en línea. La paz de Cristo sea con todos ustedes. Thanks to all of you for joining us, uh, watching this online message. 
the, may the peace of Christ be with you all. Amen.